0: Here at Miss Teacher Mom, we recognize the great privilege and responsibility that we have as parents to educate our children. Beyond math and phonics, this also includes building their characters, molding their hearts, and reaching their souls. A burden too big to carry on our own. We sense the call to missional motherhood, but we could use some help from those who have more experience and wisdom than us. So we're calling upon some wonderful godly women and men to encourage and equip us as we seek to raise our kids with eternity in mind. We're going to do something special for the next few weeks on the Miss Teacher Mom podcast. Mel Crumry, mom of three and wife to Rob Crumry, who serves as the pastor of Mercy House in Amherst, Mass., is going to talk to us about creating a vision for your children. So today is part one, and we're introducing the topic of vision casting. I knew that motherhood was purposeful even before having children, but hearing you talk about missional motherhood at a conference several years ago was absolutely mind-transforming, which is why I asked you to come on the Miss Teacher Mom podcast to talk about this. I assume some moms aren't sure what I'm talking about, so I'd love it if we could start by giving them a better understanding of what it actually means to have a vision for your family and why you think it's valuable.
1: Okay, thanks. Yeah, I think if you look up the definition of vision. Um, One definition you'll find is the ability to think about or plan the future with imagination or wisdom, or I would say and wisdom. So I think having a family vision means that you're actively thinking about your overall hopes or goals for your children according to what your values are. So, one component of a vision would be actively planning how it will come about. So, thinking about your end goal and what steps you'll take to get there. So, if I was to give an example, it might be that um, my goal, my vision is that I desire my children to grow into adults who are kind and compassionate. This might be like an emotional vision or a vision for their character. So, what things can I do when they're five years old, 10, 15, that will help them grow? into kind, compassionate adults? Or if I desire that we have a close-knit family, that we enjoy one another's company all the way into adulthood, what does that require of me as a parent now? What steps can I take toward um, that with my children now and when they're teenagers? Um, Thinking through things like, how will they spend their free time? Will you travel? What about screen time? Will you allow sleepovers, sports, friendships? How will all of these things fit into your own long range vision for your child and your family? Uh, But I also think a vision for your family could include the kinds of experiences you want them to have and the skills you want them to learn, uh, the values you want them to understand. And I think it should incorporate your your own worldview, the worldview that you want them to embrace or the body of knowledge you want them to have before they leave your home the places you want them to travel, the music you want them exposed to, and so on. So I actually think that's the fun part of of, uh, creating a vision, is just dreaming about all of the things that you enjoy personally and the things that you value and hope to impart to your children. So I guess the opposite of having a vision, and I think most parents sort of naturally have a vision for their kids, even if it's not formally written down So I think the opposite would just be short-sightedness or blindness. So parenting is difficult enough, and there's just the temptation to let the years come and go as they will without much of a plan, which is really, I completely understand that and have fallen into that um, often. So I think creating a vision, even as just simply a list of your hopes and desires for your children, helps protect them from coming under the influence of someone else's vision, which may not be in their best interest. And it also guards um, everyone in your family, especially parents, from letting those years slip away without ever getting to the things that you truly value and want to impart to the children that have been entrusted to you. So speaking of having children entrusted to you, I think for me, this idea of having a family vision falls under the category, uh, the biblical category of stewardship. So I think about Genesis 1, where God creates man and woman and calls them to steward the earth. He asks them to rule over it, to subdue it, to be productive and fruitful. So if I apply God's stewardship mandate to my own children, my own home, it means that I need to um, rule over, so to speak, their childhood on some level to tailor it to subdue anything that would threaten it, and to work to make it fruitful. Also, just having a vision for my children reflects God's vision for me as His daughter. So He's He's a good father, and I'm His daughter. Um, it reminds me of um, something we see about His character in Philippians chapter one, verse six, which is probably very familiar. But it says, "I'm sure of this that He who began a good work in you will." bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. And then I think about Paul who wrote to the Colossians saying, Him, Christ, we proclaim, warning everyone, teaching everyone with all wisdom, that we may present everyone mature in Christ. For this I toil, struggling with all of his energy, that he powerfully works in me. So just two examples, uh, God himself and also the Apostle Paul having the same goal for those that they shepherd and lead, which is there they have hopes and they work toward the transformation, the completeness, and the maturity of those who are under their care. Um so if if this is how God is working in in me and and therefore also in my children, then I want to reflect that kind of stewardship. That kind of, um, those kind of, that kind of toil on behalf of of my children and cooperate with God in that process.
0: I'm totally sold on what you're sharing. My oldest is four years old, and I can't believe that she's already four. But I can see how the alternative of not planning, not having a vision in mind, means that the years go by and you're aiming at nothing. Essentially or unintentionally. And I sadly see parents surprised at how their children end up as adults. And I'm not saying that's always a parent's fault by any means. Some parents, with the best effort and intentions, end up with just kids that are really struggling. But I would hate for that to happen because I didn't plan. Mm -hmm. I'm excited to draft a vision for my girls, but I haven't actually done that yet. So I'd love it if you could share how you go about creating a vision and how we get our husbands involved. Right. So um,
1: probably will seem really obvious and spiritual Sunday school answer. But the first thing I think we have to do is to pray and ask the Lord to give us wisdom regarding this vision. So. Praying about what things does he want them to know and what things does he want them to learn? What character qualities does he value? What knowledge and skill would the Lord want them to have? And then after that and all throughout, I would prayerfully start just making a list of the things that you personally desire your child to learn. um, Trusting that God is leading you in that. So As far as list making goes, I would start with broad categories like what character qualities do you want them to have? What worldview do you want to impart? What experiences do you want them to have? What about their friendships? And then you could move to more specific things like what books and songs and field trips and family devotions do we want to have? What will church look like? You could be really formal about this or really informal with creating a vision. Um, Create a written vision or just think through things you want for your child by the time they're 18 or by the time they're getting ready to leave your house. And then I think after that, I would think about their developmental stages. So what, what part of the vision can be implemented when they're toddlers? What about when they're in elementary school, middle school, high school? And then uh, what steps toward that greater vision could you take during those different phases of development? Like what's even feasible to do at a certain um, season of their development? And as for involving your husband, which I think is really important, but I think um, husbands really vary on this in personality. Uh, Some I think naturally are just have a vision for their family. And so they're all on board and they want to have a lot of input in creating one. But I know that there's some husbands out there that don't feel quite as comfortable with this or quite as motivated. So for those husbands, I would prayerfully, again, approach him with your idea for creating a vision and even give him a few examples of things you have in mind, things you'd like to include, and then ask him what he thinks about it and whether he has any, anything to add or Uh, priorities he has that he wants to uh, make sure are instilled or um, in his in his children things he wants to happen before they leave the house so I think a lot of men tend to have a really focused wisdom about these things and can lend us a lot of insight into things we may have overlooked forgotten um Or maybe if we're overthinking things, he can help us be more realistic about it.
0: That's helpful. Thank you. As I listen to what you share, you're share, you sharing, I'm so excited and compelled to create a vision for our children. I'm already thinking about qual- character qualities I want to instill in them and experiences I'd love to have with them, books I'd love for them to read. I can't help but think of parents of older children or teenagers who, after hearing this, might think that creating a vision is important, but their children's characters are formed or it's too late to change curriculums if they homeschool or they've already have strong opinions or defined worldview. Do you have any advice for parents who feel like it's possibly too late to create or implement a family vision?
1: Yeah, I, I, um, I think so. Several scriptures actually come to mind when I think about that feeling, like you've lost your opportunity, um, like it's too late to shape your child's life or character. Um, th- so these scriptures aren't all about raising children, but they are maybe more about how we use our time so the first one though is actually about raising and shaping children which is probably familiar to a lot of listeners but it's proverbs 22 6 which says train up a child in the way he should go and even when he is old he will not depart from it so thinking about older kids teenagers especially still living at home um, they are still under your provision um, you're providing for their lifestyles. <laughs> um, they're under your authority. They're under your influence. So I, I would say there's still a window of time to shape them, and that even it's a really crucial time to do it. Maybe even enjoyable as you walk alongside them in it. And what I found is that teenagers they really do want to be led and shaped, uh, but they don't always act like it. So sometimes we just have to sort of move past the attitude um, and still try and cast a vision with them and for them. The other verse that comes to mind is Ephesians 5, 16, that says, Therefore, be careful how you walk, not as unwise men, but as wise, making the most of your time because the days are evil. So in a general sense, this verse is about encouraging believers in general to be wise and careful about their time. But if we think back to the call of stewardship and we consider raising children um, also under God's mandate to steward what he has gifted us with, then we can ask the Lord how to make the most of our time with our older children and just specifically ask him for how to shape those remaining months and years that they may have at home with you. And then uh, lastly, in Colossians Paul is encouraging the church members there to make the best use of their time. Um, Now this is in the context of interacting with outsiders people outside the church but still that idea of making the best use of time is pretty consistent in scripture and then we see it again so not finally but here's another verse Psalm 90 Um, in Psalm 90 Moses writes a lot about the passage of time and the vanity of our days on earth but He also, in the midst of that, asked the Lord to teach us to number our days. And he also asked the Lord to establish the work of our hands. So again, it's clear that time is something we are asked to be good stewards of. Number our days. So it doesn't matter if your child is a 13-year-old eighth grader or your child is 18 and a senior in high school you you still have a window of time for influence and i think you can make the most of your remaining time with them with the lord's help but i i can totally relate to that line of thinking i I'll, i just tend to be a glass half empty kind of thinker in situations like this i just kind of get overwhelmed with like a, a hopelessness and feel a lot of regret about what i might have what i might have missed but I, I do just, my kids are all in their 20s now. So I, I just want to encourage you that it's really never too late. I think two things happen when you try and implement something new with older kids, with teenagers. They resist it at first, but later they're really grateful for it, um, especially when they realize it was truly intended for their growth and for their benefit. Um, but I think their, their gratitude really happens only in the context of. A good relationship with you. So I think how you approach them and the relational base you've created with them is really crucial to a vision for them. So I would just think through your vision for your older child or, yeah, teenager, older kid. What are your reasons for it? I would write it down for them. I would suggest a time frame for accomplishing it maybe offer them some sort of a reward, and then share your vision with them. Maybe go out for dinner, ice cream, and present it to them. And I I really think if you make it fun, relational, express your hopes and desires, and and promise to be alongside them in the process, it's doable and worthwhile. And then I would just encourage you with another scripture, Um, Galatians 6, 9, which says, to not lose heart in doing good. So I would encourage you to not lose heart in doing this good on behalf of your older kids. Um, And then back to Galatians 6, 9, for in due time you will reap if if you do not grow weary.
0: I think that advice is really encouraging and I think it really pertains to all of us because there are times as parents we realize we've been doing something or allowing something that we want to change no matter what their age is. I hear a lot of moms even saying during the pandemic, we've been letting our kids watch too much TV or giving too much freedom with technology and we want to change that and restrict that. So I think those words of encouragement are helpful for all of us as we create our own vision, but then also through the years decide that something's not working or we want to change something that we can do that. We have the freedom and encouragement to do that and those practical tips will be helpful as well. As we close this episode, I'd love to know if you have any resources that you'd recommend to parents who are hearing this for the first time and possibly want more information on what it means to create a family vision. You were the first one who told me about it, so I honestly thought you created the idea, but since talking to you, it sounds like this is something that's actually been around for a while.
1: Yeah, I think so, and I definitely learned from other families and uh, just gleaned insight and wisdom from watching others but um There are a lot of great articles out there on how to create a family vision or a family mission statement or things like that. So Focus on the Family has a few articles on the topic on their website. Um, So you can go there and sort of search the topic. Also, there's a website called Truth78, which was formerly called Desiring God Kids, which Desiring God is the um, John Piper ministry. And so the Truth 78 website has a lot of helpful ideas for creating a family vision. So it's a reference to Psalm 78, which teaches that we will, um, as parents, take the biblical teaching we have received as well as our own personal testimonies and then faithfully pass them on to the next generation. So you can see where that vision casting for family and future generations comes from. And also, I would recommend two books. Um, One is way old school book called Homemaking by J.R. Miller. So as if you decide to get this book and read it, you need to keep in mind that it was written in 1882. So um, modern sensibilities might be challenged by reading this book, but it's an absolutely beautiful vision for home and family life. So this summer, I took a ethics course in seminary called Moral Foundations of Marriage and Family, and I actually had this book on my bookshelf from just my homeschooling days, but my professor recommended it as his top pick for the topic of having a vision for home life, children, family, so because it's it's such an old book, I've checked recently, and it, it seems available pretty readily, but sometimes it is out of print, but I think right now you can get it for 99 cents on Kindle (laughs) and then the other book is um Mission of Motherhood by Sally Clarkson so I have really enjoyed many of Sally Clarkson's books through the years but for me her book the Mission of Motherhood was really the most influential and inspirational as far as a vision for education and a vision for relating with your kids so, this was the book that inspired me to take a family trip to washington d c to see the Cherry Blossoms, and it inspired me to take them to New York City to see Mary Poppins on Broadway on a very limited budget. These were things I really thought was out of were out of my league, out of my range, but um, she helped me see I could do it and um, and we did it. and so I would really recommend her books. They're very encouraging and helpful.
0: Thank you so much, Mel. I hope that moms are encouraged and equipped to start this conversation with their husbands and think through what we want our vision for our children and our families to look like. So thank you so much for your time and I'm looking forward to hearing from you for part two, which will be podcasted next week. Great, thank you. I hope that today's episode has encouraged and equipped you to raise your children with eternity in mind. And remember, we are not doing this alone. As Christians, God wills us to will and to work for His good pleasure. We are trusting in the finished work of Christ, and we're empowered by His Holy Spirit. If this episode has been helpful to you, could you please write a review for other moms and share this podcast with your friends? For more information and the show notes, check out MissTeacherMom.com. And please join us next week for the Miss Teacher Mom podcast.